Hello and welcome. My name's Ryan Johnson, and this is the Saltcast. Today, I welcome Jason Parr and Danny Wright. Welcome, guys. Hey, Ryan. Good to be with you. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. It is definitely <clears throat> a glorious morning um, here in the mountains of Idaho. But today, I want to talk a little bit about Colorado, a little bit about Minnesota, it's been more specifically about the retail delivery fee. It's been about a year since we talked about, you know, businesses needing to implement Colorado's new retail delivery fee. Um, it'd be great if you guys could remind us what that is, you know, kind of the burden that was put on to uh, retail businesses um, with that. But then I believe Minnesota is kind of following in Colorado's footsteps on that and maybe we can expound on that and help our listeners be more prepared with what's coming up yeah it's everybody's favorite topic right additional fees imposed by states separate from the sales tax but kind of on the coattails of a sales tax and the state's abilities to reach beyond their borders through economic nexus legislation to require companies to collect and remit their sales tax. And out of the blue, we have these fees, these delivery fees being imposed first by Colorado and now Minnesota. Um, I think theirs goes into effect July 1 of 24. So we're a little over a year out from the effective date of, of that fee. But it's a it's kind of a sore subject for me because I just I question whether states really have the authority to impose additional fees on outside sellers. That's not a sales tax. The Wayfair case is specific to sales tax. It's specific to um, transactions that sales tax would be imposed upon. And even these two fees are um, essentially imposed on the same transactions that would be subject to a sales tax. So the reason it's a sore subject is because we, we really pride ourselves in being able to provide really great answers to how to be compliant and manage your sales tax processes, issues that come up, questions and concerns that you have, etc. <laughs> You know, what is the answer for this? The uh, All of the big players that provide return services struggle with it because how do you track it? How do you apply it? How do you remit it? It's on separate forms than the regular sales tax forms. Um, but more importantly, on that front end, when you're implementing someone's invoice system, um, into a tax automation that allows you to collect the right amount of tax on the right items that are taxable in a given state. And now you have this fee. And Colorado is fairly straightforward, but Minnesota's is a little bit more complex because it's only on transactions greater than $100. Um, there's an exemption out there on companies that uh, do less than a million in gross sales, and that's questionable on whether it's total gross sales across the nation or if it's gross sales directly into Minnesota. 
Um, we know that marketplace facilitators um, have an exemption up to 100,000, and they're certainly going to exceed that and be required to, um, I say collect this amount, but but this, the, the fee can be, in Colorado, it's imposed on the transaction and it should be presented to the customer separately on the invoice as a fee. Um, but they allow, <laughs> understanding that it's it's hard to implement this, they allow the purchaser, I'm sorry, the seller to pay this fee themselves out of their own pocket. Well, how gracious. What a great right? privilege. <laughs> Minnesota says, Minnesota says that, that the seller can pay this amount or they can collect it from their customer. So now you have a fee that can make you more or less competitive or uh, maybe you pocket that amount. Maybe uh, your customer goes to someone who doesn't collect it and you remit it out of your own pocket or whatever the case may be. But just the, the mere implementation of one new fee, right? Minnesota says it's just a 50 cent fee. Just and we don't even hit small companies. I mean, you have to make more than a million dollars before you even send and it, it to and it. it's on transactions more than a hundred dollars right yeah so it's just a simple fee yet quite complex to uh to manage and if you have a lot of transactions in the colorado or minnesota and you're not picking this fee up you're not putting it on the invoice and it has to be separately stated on the invoice or it wasn't ever collected it can't be included oh, what? Oh. right so it's not like you can add 50 cents to the transaction and say, hey, it's included in there. You can do that and pay it out of your own pocket, um, but it's got to come out of your own pocket. So it's got to be shown. It's got to be visible. It's got to be separately stated. It's only on the whole transaction, right? It's not on every transaction on the invoice. It seems to, it seems to be on every transaction, which I would think is an invoice, but you've got to be able to specify that and manage that. So... <clears throat> It's it's contradictory I, to my nature to throw out all of these problems without solutions. I'm going to maybe put, you want to chat a little bit about, you know, what's the practical approach to this or your thoughts on well, it? Well, I'll push back a little on that. And it's more in a, a, a as a question of like do you really have to separately state on the invoice cuz the understanding that I have is that the retailer can pay that fee. So as, as long as they're filing that return that the state requires and paying the fee, it'll be, of course, connected to the transactions, like you said. So I actually question whether or not you'd have to show it on any invoice. Yeah, if you're going to collect it from the customer, it would have to be yeah. shown as a separate transaction. You'd have to be able to show an auditor. I mean, are they going to start auditing on these fees? You'd have to show an auditor that it was collected from the customer. Um, but yeah, a, a seller, I suppose, could just increase all of their transactions by 50 cents and they could pay it out of their own pocket, but obviously it's still going to be transferred to the, the customer by increasing the fee on their, their goods. So, yeah. so let's talk solutions. <laughs> the, the way we've been handling the Colorado, uh, retail delivery fee is, um, some have been able to add some line in their billing system or their invoice system. But for the most part, what I'm seeing, at least with a lot of our clients, 
on their sales into Colorado, they're simply paying that out of their own pocket. They're picking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bigger players in automation, you know, Vertex and Sovos and Avalara and, and others, they seem to have found a way to, to add this fee and show this fee um, or to, to, to give back the 27 cent rate um, as it relates to that fee. But remember, <clears throat> the, another reason this complicates it is because these providers are providing accurate tax rates on taxable sales based on research and coding um, that they've provided that attaches and gives you real-time feedback so that you can have a, a large volume of transactions occurring all the time across e-commerce platforms and, and other types of platforms. So they're, they're, they're not built to return a 27 cent fee or a 50 cent fee on the transactions that are coming through on the system. And so they're, at, they're in a little bit of a uphill battle, which puts the sellers in an uphill battle, which really creates a, a roadblock to collecting the fee. And so the fee ends up resting upon the seller, I guess. Oh, here's the other thing about Minnesota, right? Colorado, at least, um, it's fairly straightforward and there's not a lot of complicating issues around, hey, you just need to show it on the invoice. You need to collect it at this percentage on each transaction. And uh, it escapes me. Colorado might have also have some sort of safe harbor threshold that you need to pass. But in Minnesota, if you're going to put it on the It's 500,000. Oh, 500,000. They do have a threshold, 500,000. But I think that's newer. I mean, that that wasn't initially the case. Gotcha. At some point, they passed that established threshold. In Minnesota, you have to actually, it's not just a RTD. It's not just a retail delivery fee. But you have to indicate that it's a retail delivery fee for road improvements and uh, food service fee. So you have to say what the fee is for, what it helps or promotes. And again, I imagine at some point down the line, somebody's going to litigate as more and more states pick up different fees. I mean, if if you can impose a retail delivery fee, that means you can also increase the retail delivery fee. It also means that, I mean, what other fees would you be prohibited from including? I mean, how many fees could Colorado essentially impose upon the seller? Could you have a dozen fees to send products into the state of Colorado? That's the big issue. (laughs) Like, no no matter what your stance is on taxes generally, right? I mean, you can go down that rabbit hole in a hurry and have, it's a volatile discussion, right? But with all that said, like the pulling a fee out of nowhere and just saying, I'm going to charge this and I can charge this. And, and the fact that it went all the way through the legislative process to the point where the governor signs off on it. I mean, that, that can be scary for sure. And, and, you know, there's, there's so much you could unwrap just within the issue itself. And, you know, we're not necessarily here to do that, but it's, it's, it's interesting. Like you say, how, complex this particular one is and I, I think part of the complexity probably actually comes to to the credit of the people involved in and in passing this 
I look at it and say, I mean, it really is less punitive on the small businesses, right? The fact that there's that million dollar threshold, the fact that it only applies to transactions over a hundred dollars, like, thank you for that. Again, like <laughs> it's kind of a, a backhanded, <laughs> like, let me smack you across the face, but I won't smack you as hard as, you know, I could. And, and yeah. And for those that, um, are smacked it, it's more it's a more complicated issue because you might over collect or overcharge or overpay yeah. be, because you have to manage transactions at the transaction amount level let, let me just give this briefly to me this is a really big deal because one of the greatest wars in world history the revolutionary war was absolutely based on being taxed without representation right you cannot tax a people that that aren't represented by the tax the the governing authority or whatever the case may be right taxation without representation well before the constitution was organized this is sales tax 101 um tax law federal law constitutional law associated with sales tax law before the constitution every state had its right to impose tariffs and fees and in other funds on any transfer of goods from one state to another state because each state was its own government and you you could try to move something from anywhere in the u.s to somewhere else in the u.s i mean again we're at 13 colonies at this point but anyway as you're moving that product at every state line they're adding tariffs to the point that the tariffs were greater than the goods themselves and so they said okay we got to figure out a way to fix this right so the the due commerce clause in the constitution uh, allows for the process that we don't inhibit interstate commerce by adding additional fees that interrupt the ability and the smooth process of interstate commerce so I just can't imagine this, that we're not going to get to a point where more states start imposing these different fees or tariffs or whatever the case may be, that somebody's not going to file a lawsuit and say, I just don't think the states have the right to do this. Uh, we're, we're not represented by this state. We, the, 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 to have a tariff on goods coming into the state, the way the way the state will argue that is, it's it's not just a tariff on goods coming into the state. It's also a fee that's due by retailers within the state who uh, make a delivery by some sort of transportation. And so, if the good is transferred on a vehicle of some sort, then the fee is due. So they're going to say it doesn't discriminate against in-state retailers and out-of-state retailers but i just it's hard for me to believe that the states can reach out <laughs> across state lines and say yeah you need to pay this fee and then what's the end of it how i mean is there yeah, some what, is there a limit on fees that a state can impose on transactions yeah it's a very yeah, interesting just, time that we're in that's a great point it's a great point because you you can say, well, Minnesota, right? This is a Minnesota law. They they have representation there, but this does not apply to just people in Minnesota. So you can you can flip the argument, right? If, if the state says, well, it doesn't just apply to out of state retailers, well, 
Exactly. Like it applies to people in your state and that's fine, but it doesn't just apply to them. So if you want to pass a law that yeah, this is an unintended Minnesota retailers, be my guest and let the Minnesota people deal with that. Um, but even then, right, like I'm happy to have that conversation and discuss it. It's just the bottom line. Yeah, this, this is an is unintended consequence. Every, it, yeah. it, it, like you say, it affects interstate commerce and that's an issue. And hey, right. for some but people, this Wayfair, might be a call to action. Because yeah, we, Wayfair we have a that. Yeah. And I think this is an unintended consequence of Wayfair. When the states have always wanted to tax uh, sellers across the nation, sending goods into their states, but they really haven't ever been able to until this Supreme Court case. But I think what can happen is you can believe that a law allows for fairness, allows for the approach for things to be managed more simply, and and the, the state can say that you do have some representation in the state when your goods are transferred into that state. And so Wayfair allowed the states to have this reach, but good law can have bad unintended consequences, which are how limited are the states to just impose fees on all transactions of goods coming into their state? They're limited by their imagination. It's yet to be seen because <laughs> Uh, how, what can you yeah. imagine up? How, how can you imagine and, and create a way to tax the people and call it something that, you know, be, becomes acceptable to the point where it gets passed and the governor actually signs off on it? That's the limitation at this point seems to be their imagination. <laughs> yes, so. yes. Good point. Valid point. So yeah. hate not to have any great solutions for everyone. And um, this is one of those podcasts where maybe we've put out a lot of questions and maybe we have vented a little bit to the audience, but maybe uh, in this approach, we've commiserated with you just a little bit, which is not our nature, but we're kind of at a, a a point where of disbelief that um, it, it's really moving forward this way. But we do want to help companies manage this fee um, we, we can't uh, help you litigate <laughs> this fee. We can help Form you in an coalition. audit scenario. <laughs> you have but, a year. Uh, you have a year we to definitely fight help this. you manage it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're revolutionaries yeah, now. Yeah, I can only. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that was, that just got my blood pumping. I was ready to start fighting, you know, <laughs> taxation without representation. Like, you're right. We're here to fight with you guys, uh, but but we're also here to help. If if the fighting doesn't turn out, you know, in our favor or in your favor, when with the delivery fees, we're ready to help you out. Make sure you're you're doing it right, and uh, the audits don't come knocking. Um, in most situations, you have a fight or flight response, right? I like to tell people, I don't fight. I'm a lover, right? I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Our approach is uh, fight or comply. <laughs> you can fight or comply. And uh, unless you have a really, really strong argument to fight, then you comply. And that's where we really come in to help. We can help you comply. Especially finding a, a intersection of a practical approach for your business and compliance. 
Like where do the, where do those yeah. intersect? Because in some cases, like, and this is an example, I mean, that there won't be a one size fits all for the solution around these retail delivery fees, you know? And, and so that, that really is us, right? You talk about the core, our core values, it's information. It's thinking about you specifically, your situation, uh, laying out all the information based on our experience, uh, expertise, and just what we've seen out there and, and ultimately lay these different options you have out and help you discuss the pros and cons, consider all the options, and then ultimately make a, a practical business decision that, like we're saying here, aligns with or intersects with compliance. So don't ignore it. Indeed. If you're going to, I won't even tell you not to fight it. You know, if you're going to fight it, be a fighter, like do your thing. But, um, you know, that we'll, we'll talk through options of, you know, compliance and, and practicality. Yep. Well said. And I think with that, you know, that's where we should end. I mean, that's exactly what needs to be said. So guys, thank you so much for being on today and we hope to see you on another one. Take care.